Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The move over law has been expanded. And we talked about this yesterday, and I think it's a great idea. That means if somebody is is pulled over on, on the um, side, on the shoulder of the road, that means if you're driving on the highway or whatever, that you are supposed to, when you can, uh, move over to the you know, a left uh, lane, to, to a left lane. Uh, it's called the Ted Foss Move Over Law, and it has been expanded to include any vehicle that is stopped with hazard lights activated. And I want to talk more about that because there are a lot of folks that are on the side of the road with hazard lights activated. So, Joining us now is Sergeant Troy Christensen from the Minnesota State Patrol on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline uh, to discuss and maybe get some answers to our questions. Sergeant, Sergeant Christensen, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Um, how is, first of all, how is this enforced? Like if you don't move over and you blow past somebody with hazard lights on. How does the state patrol know that you did this? And um, and do you get a ticket in the mail? How is this enforced? So we'll enforce this. We're going to actually have to see the violation or have somebody report it. And then we'll be able to enforce it by following up with them with a license plate and then also just interviewing the person uh, that violated this law. Okay. So give us a little bit of background. Why is this law in place and how does it keep us or people on the side of the road safer? Well, it's important because we're seeing an increase in pedestrians being struck outside their vehicles. And we especially mm-hmm. see that this time of the year with car versus deer crashes. Uh, people always mm-hmm. want to check the damage of their vehicles and they want to get out and see if their vehicle is drivable. But sometimes they'll just stop in the lane of traffic or too close to the fog line and then not paying attention to traffic around them. So it's important that if you do strike a deer or your vehicle becomes disabled, to get it off on the shoulder as much as possible or in a safe location and then stay in your vehicle seat belted, call 911 and have your hazards on and then we'll come out and assist and give you any type of help you'll need if it's a tow truck or uh, any type of injuries, then we'll be able to assist in that as well. So you recommend that like if somebody hits an animal or blows a tire or something like that, that when they pull over and put their hazard lights on, they shouldn't get out of the vehicle? They should call the state patrol? Yep, absolutely. Stay in your vehicle, okay. uh, move your vehicle off onto the shoulder as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And if a ramp is close to you or a field drive, just pull off into that so you can get off on the roadway as much as possible. And it's also important for other motorists to eliminate distractions. And as soon as they start to see flashing Mm. lights or a vehicle on the shoulder, just start to reduce speeds, especially going into the winter months uh, when the roads are going to become slippery. You want to reduce the speeds before you get to that vehicle so you don't lose control and strike them. Sergeant, hey, Dave, jumping in here. I th- The picture you just painted about, okay, I'm in maybe outside of the metro area. Somebody hits a deer. They pull off to the side. Of course, I should move over a lane and give them some space in case they need to get out of their car or whatever to avoid any incident. 
But if I'm on, say, 169, driving on my way home, the other day I counted three cars in my in my you know six mile drive Ooh. on 169 in heavy traffic that were stopped on the side of the road. And if I were to attempt to move over for every one of those three cars, I would think that would cause like a lot of traffic delays and other issues with a whole stream of cars merging over into you know basically causing that to be a one lane road for that stretch. How do you think that'll impact the you know metro area if there's lots of cars on the side of the road? So on multiple lane roadways, it's going to become difficult, especially during rush hours. If you're not able to move over to the lane farthest away from the sold vehicle, then you're required to reduce speeds, and we just want to make mm-hmm. sure people reduce speeds. So if that person does get out, they're going to have time to react, or you will have time to react as well. But during rush hour, and there's a stalled vehicle on the right shoulder, and there's multiple lanes, and you're unable to move over for it, you're not required to do that by law. Okay, and then you won't necessarily be cited for it. If somebody says, oh, I saw this car, they didn't move over, but there was heavy traffic and they couldn't move over, that's not going to be a citable violation. Correct. We want to keep traffic flowing, but it's important that we want to keep everybody safe as well. And so it's important for people just to reduce the speed approaching a stalled vehicle on the right shoulder. No, my understanding is this only has to do with vehicles who have flashers on. So say I, you know, ran out of gas for some reason and I Mm -hmm. left my vehicle to go get gas. Like, should I leave those flashers on causing everyone to move over? Or because I'm not in the vehicle, should I turn the flashers off to allow those people to not have to move over? No, we want to make sure the flashers are on just so we, it's, it's a hazard on the shoulder and we want people to be aware of it. And so we want to be able to make people reduce their speeds and pay attention to that vehicle on the shoulder. We're speaking with Sergeant Troy Christensen from the Minnesota State Patrol about the expansion of the move over law. So, Sergeant Christensen, you know, David just said that he sees a lot within a, a David, and correct me if I'm wrong, within a six-mile stretch of 169, you saw three vehicles? Yes, that's correct, yeah. Oh, okay, that's correct. Um, over on the side of the road with their flashers on. I, that seems like a lot. Uh, is is that, I mean, an accurate description? Are there a lot more vehicles on the side of the road? Are more people, you know, checking their maps? Are they more easily, you know, pulling over? Do you see more people pulling on the side of the road? Uh, we want people not to pull over on the shoulders. We want them to exit off the freeway if they are lost and redo their navigation and then get on their way. Anytime a vehicle's on the shoulder, it's potentially a hazard for other vehicles. Yeah. So if there are stalled vehicles in the emergency or um, equipment breakdown, it's important that they move over as far as possible. But we always do have vehicles stalled or some type of mechanical issues or flat tires. So we do see quite a bit of that. And going into the winter months, we're going to see more crashes and vehicles off the road so it's important that you just reduce speeds and eliminate distractions while you're driving and one of the takeaways i heard you say is that no matter what happens you know even if you get a flat or something you should not get out you should call the state patrol so like there's a lot of people they're like oh i just have a flat tire i i know how to change it i have a spare just to be clear you're telling us you know don't do that we shouldn't handle it ourselves we should wait for you guys what about calling yes, AAA? Should we call AAA? You can call AAA or we can call them for you or a tow company. And they'll the tow companies will have the flashing lights to help people reduce their speeds. And then they'll be able to help either get the vehicle, change the tire, or be able to put it on a flatbed and get it out of there to a safe location and get it going and you can be on your way. Sergeant Christensen, is there anything that I didn't ask you, anything we need to know more about the Ted Foss move over law, the expansion of the law? 
Well, the expansion kind of just covers the stalled and disabled vehicles, but we've had this mm-hmm. law since 2002, and it was named to honor State Trooper uh, Ted Foss that was mm-hmm. killed on I-90 in Winona. So it's a very important law, not only for disabled vehicles, but for law enforcement, construction vehicles, tow trucks. And going in the winter months, we're going to have a lot more snow trucks, snow plows on the roadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sergeant, we so appreciate the time, and thank you for keeping us safe out there. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, the Department of Public Safety, by the way, and, and David, to that point, I mean, three vehicles in a six-mile stretch, that's a lot of vehicles that David was saying. So I can see where he's concerned about uh, slowing down traffic, especially if you're in rush hour. I mean, we know that in traffic, you can also cause more accidents. So it, it, there is a legitimate you know, concern here about it being even more dangerous. But I tell you, the Department of Public Safety said 550 vehicles responding to roadside incidents were hit from 2018 to 2022. So this is like AAA vehicles, maybe even uh, police vehicles or state trooper vehicles. I mean, that's a lot, folks. This is this is a major concern. And I think I I agree that this needs to be more of a consideration when we're driving. You need to be aware of people on the side of the road. But it was good advice. David, if you got a flat tower, would you get out of the car and try to change it? You seem like the kind of guy who definitely would do that. Uh, Yes, I for sure would. I would try, though, to not be on the freeway. I would try to get to Uh, an exit ramp or somewhere where I can be more than just like a car's width away from traffic. But, yes, I would uh, I would just change my own and I would be on my way. Absolutely. I know you would. And even, you know, I have young drivers in the house. I have a 16 year old and a 17 year old. And I tell them, God forbid, you mm-hmm. know, there's an accident. You get, get to safety, pull over to the side of the road. And then obviously you have to call police, mm-hmm. but also exchange, exchange, you know, Insurance talk to the other and driver. Stuff, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's not no longer good advice. Especially if it's on the highway, God forbid. You know, I yeah. think the advice to my kids would then be wait in your car and have them wait in their car also until officers arrive. Well, and I think, and you see signs that indicate this some places, that if you're in an accident and your car is still drivable, like mm. just ride the shoulder and get off of the interstate. And then you don't, then you maybe don't have to call somebody. If you just get a little fender bender because you're in traffic, yeah. Yeah. get off the interstate stop in a parking lot somewhere with the other driver who's hopefully cooperating and then exchange everything there instead of on the road. I think one thing that's going to be difficult about this new law is that, you know, when there is an emergency vehicle, you see that for half a mile ahead, you know, you're supposed to get over, you've Mm -hmm. got time Mm -hmm. to, okay, where's a good spot? I'm going to get over. I'm doing this safely. If it's just a car that's way off in the ditch with its hazards on, you might not notice that until you're Mm -hmm. much, much closer to them. And then, you have much less time to make a plan of how to get over or slow down or react. So I, I applaud them for um, trying to make our roads safer. I just, I wonder how that will play out in, you know, in reality. I I agree. And I also, the, the, the enforcement was interesting. He said either, you know, the cop or the, the state patrol officer has to see you or somebody can report it. I hope there aren't too many false reports because I guess they would need to prove that. But keep in mind, friends, state troopers wrote more than 6,300 tickets for this offense in two years from 2020 to 2022. And by the way, 100 bucks. The ticket is 100 bucks. So uh, now you know. I learned a lot from that segment, and I'm really glad that he could join us. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 